Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe right here on Hawaii Public Radio, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. Today's topic is about how private citizens in Maui's tech community help with internet connectivity for Lahaina. And of course, uh, with me today, I have the uh, esteemed guest, uh, Leslie Wilkins, and she is with the Maui Economic Development Board. And she's brought a couple of uh, good friends of hers, Alex Fielding from Privateer, and Darren Nishimoto, also uh, from MEDB, but he also has a startup called EO Solutions. We'll get into a little bit about what the, the, what they all do. And they are here to kind of tell us about how they've enabled the uh, internet and connectivity and really supporting the survivors of the uh, Maui fire. So I want to welcome you all to Bite Marks Cafe. Aloha, Bert. Thanks, Bert. Aloha, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've, I heard your story. I think it's a great story, and I wanted to, you know, share it with uh, our, our great audience here. And, and maybe, Leslie, uh, well, I, I want to I start with, uh, with, with maybe Alex and Darren. Let me start with, you know, what is it that you guys do prior to all this uh, sort of disaster response work? I mean, what, Alex, what do you do at Privateer, what is, and what is Privateer? Yeah, Privateer is a, a young startup space company um, co-founded by myself and Steve Wozniak, Apple's co-founder, and uh, Dr. Morabaja, another another great Maui person who just won the MacArthur Genius Prize. But we've we've really been focused on a mix of space environmentalism and also sustainability, mm-hmm. focused on using satellites to improve life on Earth, which is maybe even... Um, more ironic considering, you know, the, the need for that data in response to the wildfires on Maui and, and the devastation here. So we, we make it possible to see things on Earth like where fires are, as an example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, or high-resolution satellite imagery using the assets that fly over our heads to, you know, improve our businesses or our community from that, that perspective of things flying above Earth helping us right here on the ground. Well, that's great. And, and uh Darren, what's your connection? I know you've uh, you kind of are a serial entrepreneur, <laughs> and your your latest venture. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and and then I'll I'll, I'll get to Leslie and how Leslie kind of pulled this all together. Sure, uh, Eel Solutions is actually my second startup. Uh, I'm a University of Hawaii grad in physics. Uh, worked for the larger companies at Boeing. Got bored with uh, the larger companies. I uh, always wanted to stay on Maui and, and start and raise my family in a you know a, a safe environment, which, mm-hmm. which I thought Maui was. I'm actually from Pearl City, so um, got an opportunity to work with Boeing and work for the Air Force Research Lab uh, tracking satellites uh, at Haleakala and the Maui High Performance Computing Center. Uh, got a little bored with the big bigger businesses and wanted to just start have a startup and engage the local. Uh, University of Hawaii grads and, and, and those who wanted a balance of life of, of good work and and really wanted to stay in Hawaii and, and start a company uh, a biz, a family in, in Maui just as myself and so I started a company called Pacific Defense Solutions and we uh, wrote software similar to Alex uh, helping the uh, Air Force Research Lab track satellites and characterize satellites uh, and within uh, 12 years sold it to a large aerospace company called uh, KBR, and mm-hmm. at that point, uh, I turned 55 and decided to retire. 
uh, while in retirement, uh, Leslie uh, knocked on my door two hours after my retirement. I handed in the keys to uh, KBR, and uh, I decided to consult and give back to the community uh, through MEDB. They did so much for my com- uh, small company uh, with Pacific Defense Solutions. I wanted to give back to Leslie and her team uh, and to the Maui team to help other small companies um start their companies in Maui. And so I started helping Leslie for a couple of months. <laughs> and just in in the excitement of meeting Alex and other startups, I just decided to unretire and start up another small company. <laughs> uh, <laughs> again, doing satellite tracking, but this time I expanded my technology envelope to build uh, and design lasers for counter UAS systems for Indo-PACOM. So I brought in a couple of other mainland partners this time because I still semi-retired, um, and so they're helping us to expand some of the laser technologies uh, into my space domain portfolio. Well, yeah, Darren is, is both simultaneously one of the most successful entrepreneurs and business people you'll, you'll ever meet, and one of the least <laughs> successful at retiring. So <laughs> it just that, doesn't stick. He's that just is too very good. true. Well, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, Darren, you know, there's a lot of parallels between your life and, and mine. But I want to admit that uh, your life is the one that I wish I could have uh, lived. Because <laughs> it, it, it was definitely a, uh, an interesting uh, subject that I, I was um, attracted to during my college years and, you know, did some yep. time at, at Boeing and you know, at uh, in in the days where there was a, a GTE Sylvania, we did some, you know, laser work there. And and uh, <clears throat> but but by the time I came back to Hawaii, there was no such <laughs> there was no such industry like that. So, you know, I, I took a different path uh, and went down the uh, telecom path. But I just wanted to I'll, I'll end that the comparison uh, with the fact that I'm I'm also uh, in Pearl City. So <laughs> there, ah, we okay. have more. Uh, those parallels, but wonderful. <laughs> I want to I want to give Leslie a chance, and you know, I'm I'm really happy to have you guys on because uh, I I really want to hear about the tech sector on Maui, and and I think we have two really great representatives of that uh, right on the show today, and and Leslie, you know, I got to tell you, Leslie, I mean, you got to get your com people to start uh, sending out some <laughs> press releases, and you know, let me know what's happening with. You know, with your little tech sector, because it's not really that little. You, you've actually it's not a little tech sector, right? You've actually um, fostered quite a quite very a, much have some of the most sophisticated assets on the globe mm-hmm. in space domain awareness and space situational awareness, and is very very valuable to the defense of our country, our globe, as well as um, building industry, great high wage jobs for our young people to stay home or come home too. So that's what both of um, these um, entrepreneurs are doing that are my good friends. So Leslie, Leslie, are you still are you still with me? So yeah, let me ask you. So are you uh, are are you know companies like uh, Alex and Darren part of the Maui Techies and and what's what's keeping it together? You know from from your vantage point. Well, as a, um, as you know, a, my techies is just a small little startup, but I think that I'm mean, just a little, um, definitely just a gathering and networking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they have great meetups, but I think um, what really brings the Maui tech community together is, again, the um, assets that are there and then creating the unique capabilities 
And we know that um, lean, small companies that can bring innovation to market in a very short order and a very competitive price is exactly what's needed. So um, it's a niche, I think, that um, will continue to grow um, because there's a lot of investment in our regional area. Well, you know, but I'll let my two tech um, startup companies speak to that more directly. Well, and, and Leslie, you know, uh, I'm going to, you know, give you the, the task and the challenge to give me an opportunity to tell more of the Maui story because uh, I'm going to rely on you to, you know, find these great, great uh, companies and, and individuals. And, and I'm, I'm more than happy to tell, help tell the, uh, the Maui tech story. So I'm going to come to give you that challenge and, and hold you to it. I want to also get back to both Alex and, and Darren and maybe, maybe, you know, Leslie, this is something that you can help frame up, but you know, how they actually uh, yeah. got together to support the, the devastating Absolutely. fires on Maui. But, but, I want to. I'll, I'll tee that up. Uh, I, I want to hold that hold that thought because that's just a teaser, Leslie. Uh, we'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Leslie Wilkins from MEDB, Alex Fielding from Privateer, and Darren Nishimoto also from MEDB, but also with EO Solutions. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Hawaii. Hey, this is Bite Marks Cafe. I want to welcome you all back. This is Hawaii Public Radio. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining me, you're in, uh, of course, uh, we're talking about the quick response team that enabled internet connectivity for the survivors of the Maui fires. And with that, we're talking to Leslie Wilkins from MEDB. We got Alex Fielding from Privateer and Darren Nishimoto from EO Solutions. And I'm going to start with you, Leslie, because I, I had to you know kind of interrupt you at the end of the, uh, no, the beginning of the first break. But Leslie, so tell me a little bit about how you were able to kind of help um, mobilize and maybe it was a combination of just the the sheer desire on the part of uh, Alex and Darren to do something. But I think the three of you were really part of this pulling together of, of the resources that could then take it to the next level. So maybe, Leslie, kind of tell me the story about how you kind of helped pull that all together. Sure. Well, I think that Alex and Darren realized their capabilities could uh, uniquely bring communications back to the west side. As you know, after the fires, all communication was down. It was very stressful and frightening for families not to be able to connect with loved ones. So on Friday afternoon after the fires, the 11th, um, in our parking lot, Privateer Space was actively trying to put together a prototype of um, running a Starlink mm -hmm. with no electricity using diesel fuel on a diesel-fueled van or truck um, to get them deployed to the west side to bring back um, cell and Wi-Fi and even charging for people that had been unable to um, charge their devices. And so um, going out in our parking lot in the tech park in our building, um, there they were, and so um, it was great to see this come together, and we were just there how to help. I think we um, needed some more diesel vehicles, so a quick call to our former Lieutenant Governor, Shansa Sui, and uh, he was all in with two Mahipono trucks, now three, 
Um, and oh, by the way, um, Shanley had to drill a hole in the roofs of some of them, but it was okay. He was all in. And then, so I'll let you explain, Alex, your quick, quick innovation, deploying your team at a time when everything was closed down and having to get special permission from my police department to be able to get out there. And, um, and then Darren helping some other donations of Starlinks that came in later um, to deploy those as well. So I think um, you two are, are brilliant geniuses and are using your incredible technology skills, capabilities to help our community. Yeah, so Alex, uh, you're in the garage, I mean, you're in the parking lot, you're trying to uh, jerry-rig a, a van with some a Starlink. I mean, what what uh, was is going through your mind when you're doing that? And, and you're probably thinking, I'm, I got, maybe I got one, maybe I need two, three, how am I going to get more trucks? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a professional beggar, Bert, so uh, the, good, the good news was I, I, at least I knew who to call to beg, so I, I called Leslie and called Darren, and uh, I'm pretty sure Shan is never going to take another phone call from me, because, um, and probably probably not from Leslie after this. He's probably very, no. very afraid of what, we, what we're going to do to his vehicles or his equipment, but... I think he's I, you blocked know, we, our numbers. Well, I, I think the, you know, the part that Leslie... Um, really kindly kind of omitted was we, we were all shell-shocked on the south side of the island as well by the, the four wildfires that were burning here. And we at MEDB, where Leslie is also really our, our incredibly kind-hearted and generous um, you know, landlord as well at Privateer, we're in the, the MEDB tech complex here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this complex was evacuated the night before um, where the fires actually all the way up from my house, we live up country, had burned pretty much down to the tech park. It got within two and a half miles of the tech park. So both my home and our office had been evacuated. And as soon as we realized that, you know, the fires had spared us really by, by luck and by a change in wind direction, um, you know, you, you can't, there, there are certain words in Hawaiian that I feel like have been appropriated by the, you know, by, by some, in some cases, and I, I'm not going to pick on the tourism industry because I know we need it, but industry has sometimes appropriated Hawaiian culture and, and vocabulary. And we use words like, you know, like kuleana, our, our stewardship, our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's used in terms of to the land, but it's really about each other. And we, you know, we use words like, like to be pono, right, mm-hmm. and to malama, to take care and to do the right thing. We, we as a community, I think by, certainly by the 11th, the number one thing on everybody's mind was what can we do to help somebody, mm-hmm. right? Especially because we were so lucky, right? We had, we were incredibly, incredibly lucky that the people on our team, we had all taken families into our home. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't want to not have Darren tell his story, but I know he was also evacuated. He also was up country. And, you know, we were just doing everything that we could to help. And it became really clear that there were no communications really on the west side of the island because power was out. And where there's no power, there's no communication. And I can't imagine, you know, you're having the worst day of your life. It's like, what is anything that any of us can do to make somebody's you know, life even a teeny bit better, it's still going to be the worst day of their life. Mm-hmm. But making a phone call home or connecting with your family and loved ones and being able to let them know that you're okay, 
uh, or even be being able to reach out so you know how to find help. You know, there's we take for granted that communities don't have bulletin boards anymore, right? We don't know where to even go to know how to get help. And on the west side, through Lahaina all the way up to Mapili, people really didn't know where to go to get help. There were even requests, and this is going to sound really primitive, for things like bullhorns, mm-hmm. because how do you communicate to people where the safe place to go is or where to get help or where to get food or supplies or or where to find that, that communications link to let your family and loved ones know that you're okay or to even connect with them in the event that you were separated. So we didn't have a plan, right? I mean, we're... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could tell you that we had a plan. We didn't have a plan, but we knew that anything that we could do is what we should do. And uh, I just really called Leslie and Darren kind of begging to say, look, we have Starlink terminals. We have some of our own vehicles, but we don't have enough vehicles. And we came up with this ridiculous kind of, you know, I'm going to call it, we island styled it. Mm-hmm. We converted <laughs> diesel trucks into mobile generators. And we decided we were going to put, you know, 20 charging tables off the back for people's phones, put Starlink dishes on the roof so people would have Wi-Fi and a way to call home. And we were going to find a way to keep these things fueled and running 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as people need them. And it's, it's unfortunate that we're, you know, we're almost a month in and unfortunately they're still needed. Um, I mean, thankfully, nowhere near to the level that they were, but they're still really heavily utilized. And at the start... We had like 2,000 plus people connecting to each vehicle on the first week every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, unique connections, which is crazy to think of 2,000 people in a distribution center or a park connecting through, you know, a truck from Mahipono or a van from Privateer or an asset we borrowed or that was rented from Enterprise. And, you know, I mean, I can't say thanks enough to Leslie for all the help begging and mm-hmm. getting us resources and Darren helping find additional Starlink terminals and deploy them, and Shan at Mahipono letting us destroy his trucks. I mean, we actually borrowed four of them, and there's two of them that are still running. Um, <laughs> so, you know, maybe we blew up two of Shan's trucks. And also the <laughs> Alpha. I mean, Alpha Inc. is a construction contractor on island, but they've been in the field with us since literally since day one with a 100 of their people on the ground helping us refuel those vehicles, keep them running, keep them maintained. Um, and anything that could go wrong has gone wrong, right? We've had, you know, we've had trucks with broken windshields and, you know, we've had engines blow up and all the maintenance issues. And, hey, we're, we're tech guys, right? I mean, I have the body of a plumber, but we've become mechanics and firemen. It's really confusing. So, um, I mean, just a huge thanks to Alpha and to Mahi Pono and to MEDB and, CEO Solutions and the other partners that have, have loaned us equipment and, and gear. I promise we, we didn't pull up all the trucks. Well, but, you, um, you know, yeah. we've kept them running since. No, I know, and I, I know there's a, a lot of uh, uh, parts of the story that uh, aren't aren't being told, but I, I do want to give uh, Darren a chance to kind of fill in some of the things that, that he uh, helped to do. But I want to hold, hold that thought, Darren. Uh, we'll be right back on the short break to continue our conversation with Leslie Wilkins from MEDB. we got Alex Fielding from Privateer and Darren Nishimoto from EO Solutions. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Leslie Wilkins from MNB. We got Alex Fielding from Privateer and Darren Ishimoto from EO Solutions and Right before the break, uh, you know, Alex was pretty much uh, giving us a play-by-play as to what was uh, happening and how they were able to um, install some of these uh, Starlinks. And, and I think the, the, the point, too, is that, you know, these this weren't the home units. These were commercial units for Starlink and commandeering uh, trucks and vans that were diesel-fueled. And, and, and these trucks were basically run for... 24-7, so they, you know, they had to uh, be industrial, you know, industrial strength in order to do the 24-7, but Darren, I mean, what, you know, I, I, I know you're, you've provided a, a whole bunch of resources as a result of this deployment, so give us some sense of, of what you were kind of tasked to do. Yeah, so I just wanted to point out that, uh, as you pointed out, Bert, uh, I, I feel really blessed, right, and it's a, it's a community that helped me with my business, with my family. It's not just a business, right? It's Ohana, business Ohana. Um, and so I, my measure of success at this day and age is to give back. And as Alex pointed out, our houses were stones. The fire was uh, a stone throw away from my house burning down. Uh, my water was out. My electricity was out. My cell phone was out. I had to evacuate. And I was just lost. I didn't know what to do. Uh, again, as a high-tech person, without that uh, mm-hmm. iPhone and the communication of the internet, and how do you get uh, uh, how do you get in touch with your loved ones and make sure my parents on Oahu knew that we were safe and people on the mainland were calling and what's up, you know, because they saw the fire was right next to uh, our houses. I mm-hmm. mean, it was within uh, hundreds of yards from our houses. And so, after the evacuation, I was literally in the dark. And finally, when I got my cell phone services back within two to three days, um, I, my text blew up on my iPhone. And there were texts all over about concern about our family, my house, uh, did I need help and whatnot. And so I thought it was very important. And I just felt, if I felt this way in Kula, how did the people in Lahaina who were affected 20 times, 40 times uh, uh, worse than we were in Kula, how, how did they feel? And so uh, along the lines with uh, giving back, the measure of my success now is how much can I give back to the community? When Alex and Leslie called me and said, look, we we need to get some Starlink terminals out into the Lahaina uh, places. We don't know how we're going to get through the roadblocks and the debris and whatnot, uh, but we're going to get through it, and we're going to get these communication devices out to the people that really, really, really need it and uh, had their uh, communication, cell phone, and Internet cut off. And there was in this tech hui or in this Maui techies, mm-hmm. a small community that uh, you brought up, there was an Oahu company called Pacific Impact Zone and mm-hmm. SMX uh, who support Indo-PACOM. They were friends of mine, coworkers. Uh, they basically called me up and said, look, we have 16 terminals, but we have no one... We have no clue how to get them there, where to go with these, where's the critical areas that need these communication devices. 
And so that's why uh, between Alex and myself and Leslie, we just coordinated between ourselves. And Alex basically said, I'll take the hard part. I'll commandeer the trucks and I'll get the mobile units out. You take the rest and put them on secure buildings and, you know, make sure they're not stolen and, and whatnot and they're being utilized. And so with that coordination, uh, Alex did what he needed to do in close contact with I, what I needed to do. We didn't want to duplicate areas uh, of, of Starlink terminals. Uh, and so within a day, I think, Alex, or maybe two days, we got all 20, I think it's 20, maybe even 21 terminals uh, out into the field and, and being heavily used. I believe some of the usages Alex was saying is um, we get capped. Uh, what was the cap on the bandwidth, Alex? So your your maximum, five, you're exceeding five the max. Terabytes, yeah, five terabytes every two days. We were we we're blowing through a five thousand dollar data cap per terminal. Yeah, and so you know these people every are are using it and, and, and trying to get in touch with their families and insurance companies and loved ones and uh, whatnot, try to get themselves off of the missing persons list and, and saying that they're safe and uh, so forth and so on. So. Again, just a, just giving back to the community and just following Leslie's lead and the glue and understanding all the different technologies that, that we could all bring to bear mm-hmm. and just trusting each other and getting the systems out to where they needed to be uh, utilized. And and uh, tell me, how is the utilization at, at this stage of the game? I mean, we're pretty much kind of like three weeks into it. How is it, how is it uh, uh, being utilized at this stage? And maybe maybe Alex, you want to? Yeah, Alex. Alex says that one. He he actually has the usage on the PDC and website. And has the data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. So PDC, another one of our really great neighbors in this this kind of tech hui here um, with MEDB, have been providing the software that FEMA and HEMA and Maui Police Department and Maui Fire Department Communications and of course our companies are coordinating through PDC to make sure that we don't duplicate efforts between the local cell phone providers and networks and, of course, what we're trying to do ourselves. And I, I think the, you know, the good is what we have seen in the last three weeks is that the first responders and second responders are, we're all neighbors, right? We're all trying to help each other out. Um, the utilization is still quite high, but, and when I say quite high, you know, instead of hitting the data caps every two days, now we're hitting the data caps every four days this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it has slowed down, and we've been able to, as power has been restored, you know, um, HECO, MECO, National Guard have done a great job getting power up to a lot of Lahaina. But we still have areas and communities up um, north side of Kaanapali, west of Napili. We have pockets that are still without power. And we focus the mobile efforts on those areas and communities where they don't have power and they don't have networking. And it was also very confusing for the last couple of weeks because as the cell phone companies, Spectrum and Verizon and T-Mobile and Sprint and AT&T responded with what they call CALS. CALS uh, is an acronym for cell on wheels. They're basically cell phone truck towers that can move in and provide cell coverage. The problem that we had for the first two weeks was that they didn't have a place to send that bandwidth. You know, Alex. So there was no there was no fiber, right? They I know, and 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 Alex, I think uh, I want to continue this this story because I think it's still unfolding. Uh, but we only have a couple of seconds left, and 
Leslie, what's the URL for people to support the efforts that's going on on Maui? Well, um, if they will come to our website, www.meb.org, we have a listing of where people can generously donate. And we want to say mahalo to the globe and to Hawaii for being so generous to our community and to Alex, who's been so generous with paying those subscriptions to Starlink. Of course, Leslie Wilkins is the executive director of MNEB, Maui Economic Development Board. We got Alex Felding. He's the co-founder of Privateer and Darren Nishimoto, serial entrepreneur starting up EO Solutions. I want to mahalo all of you for joining me today. And thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll reprise a show we did on Indigenous science and data sovereignty. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR every Wednesday or anytime, be the HPR app or your favorite podcast application. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.